This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's January 29, 2024. I am Atrol Pearl, and it's time to get in the weeds. Jeremy Lambert is here, and now every time I watch that intro, I have to take note as to who is in it and make sure that God, <laughs> I don't have to change it for the foreseeable future. How are you doing, Jeremy? How are you feeling? Oh, it, what an incredible week, Joel. It was a great week. It was a tremendous week in the world of professional wrestling. Don't ask me about any of it because I haven't read anything that's happened this week. Oh, reading is your friend, Jeremy. That's how it works in this business. You know how to read, don't you? Uh, no, no. I tell I tell my kids that all the time. Like, you need this? No, I can't read. I tell the wife that too. I was like, nope, can't read. Just can't. They're like, wow, how do you do your job? I don't know. Braille. Very good. Very good Braille? at it. Yeah, really? Braille. Wow. The screen is just Braille. So I just, you know, rub my hand on the screen to make sure. That, that all the words are correct there. When's the last time you cleaned your screen then? Uh, I have to clean it like every day. Good. To make sure the Braille, to make sure there's no typos in the Braille. Yeah. You have one of those like after, cloths? You got one of them? Yeah. Things? After every article, I have to clean my screen to make sure, you know, for the night to repair for the next article. Right. Exactly. Well, we're here to focus on the positive. No, sorry. I got to <laughs> stop. Okay. Uh, yes. We, we have plenty to talk about. The Royal Rumble happened this past weekend. Allegedly. The Royal Rumble press conference happened this past weekend, allegedly. very much allegedly. John Alba is scheduled to join us at 11 a.m. Uh, Eastern, so that's in about an hour's time, 55 minutes, if you're really counting minutes like we are. The, uh, Of course, the reason for John is because he did represent Fightful at the post-Royal Rumble press conference. He did ask one of the hard questions. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about... So much. I don't even like. We're gonna try to talk about the show. We know that uh, the show sucked. <laughs> the show was very paint by numbers in a lot of ways. It there was, was awful. It was, very, it was very moments based. You know, there were things. It's like Jade was there, and TNA Knockouts Champion Jordan Grace appeared, and you know, Liv Morgan came back, and like this happened, and that it was very moments based. But like in terms of outcomes, I feel like a lot of us have been sitting and saying this is. This was what was going to happen. Cody Rhodes won. There were no big surprises in the men's rumble. Braun Breaker, by all accounts, seems to have taken the Brock Lesnar spot, which honestly, of all people, probably a good idea. Uh, there was there was enough that went on. But yes, it was a very paint-by-numbers event. I watched it. 
it went till midnight and then I had to watch the presser and I got to bed at like one thirty. and I'm sure you went to bed later than that. A little bit later, but truthfully, you know, bless WWE. They keep those press conferences short. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the press conference is only an hour long, which was yeah. longer than the usual ones because Triple H had to run down the entire card and, you know, mention how everything was great and how he's working with all these. By the way, I'm not trying to, uh, trying to, what's the, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Diminish. No, no, not to not to diminish. Defend. I'm not trying to defend Triple H with the uh he was filibustering when he was running down the card so he didn't have to get to these questions. He does this for every press conference. The difference yeah. between this press conference and the other one is he had a lot to talk about because he wanted to talk about every single entrance in the Royal Rumble. But he does this for every press conference. He runs down the card, he talks about how great the show was, he gives some numbers and everything. This one just felt longer. One, because I think the weight of everything, of what we were waiting for, it made it feel longer. And two, it was longer because, yeah, he wanted to talk about, like, every single entrance in the in the damn in the damn rumbles. So, sorry, I cursed one minute and apologies. Oh, um, he's a damn. You didn't see him drop an F-bomb, did you? No, 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 I don't think so. No, oh, you're damn. Fine. I didn't know oh, damn. I don't know which. Didn't know I, what I don't know. I've, I've been told things about an algorithm <laughs> that makes no sense after this weekend, and I'm tired, Jeremy. Uh, okay, fair. Um, so that's why it felt longer. Again, not defending his rambling while he was up there because it was very long, but it wasn't super out of the ordinary for what he usually does. Uh, someone said, I think it was kind of the energy. The energy, yeah, the rumble wasn't good. Like the show, talking about the show. The energy yeah. wasn't great. The rumble matches... I thought the women's match was dragging until Jade came in. Once Jade came in, things picked up. And, you know, she was like 28. So, you know, it was late for her. Uh, but, like, the energy was just kind of dragging. Jordan Grace looked good. I will say that. Uh, that was a that was a fun surprise or, or not a surprise if you were paying attention to stuff during the day. Uh, but that was, a, that was a fun surprise. She looked good. Naomi's return was obviously cool. The, like, but the middle portion of that match was just, eh. And then Jade came in. It was fun. And then they, they got to the finish, and that was good. The four-way match was every single Roman Reigns match you've watched in the past three years now. Solo Sokoa interfered, as Solo Sokoa always does. Go ahead. They did the stack. They didn't do the yeah. stack in, but they did the stack. Te- when Romans teased it during the day, I was like, okay, it's going to be a spot. It's not going to be the finish. But I was waiting for the stack, and that was fun. They had a good time with that spot. That was a good little spot, but otherwise it was every single Roman Reigns match. And by the way, like I know people are tired of it. I'm tired of it. At WrestleMania, when Solo inevitably interferes and, and when out and stops the bloodline and sets Yeah, whoever it- cuts him off, I I'd share the rock. Um it's gonna go over pretty big. Long term storytelling, everybody. Um, it's going to go over pretty big. And that's why they keep doing it because hopefully there is a, a point to it of the cutoff actually happen. And when Roman actually loses, but still this match was very nothing with the usual nonsense. Logan and Kevin was fine. And then the finish happened and I understand the finish. Like it was, I guess different, but 
nobody wants a DQ finish on a pay-per-view. Like It, it gets just... them to the Elimination Chamber match that you and I talked about on the show, and you were like, what do we do with KO? Well, now we know. We put KO back in the chamber. He definitively loses, and then Logan Paul does something with LA Knight, maybe, if LA Knight's in the chamber, or they get him to that point. Oh, by the way, getting to that point, uh, we're seven minutes in. You can leave a, a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. Hey, we hit 15,000 subscribers this weekend, and that is fantastic. I've been waiting for that. We got our pyro going off in the background. So thank you, by the way, for those of you who have subscribed to us. Go and get us to 20,000. That's next up on the docket. And uh, you can donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Always gets us uh, a good time when we get to read your questions or your comments. I love this one, by the way. You guys got alba awesome john albums john alba is easy for us to get he's the guy that uh he's he's fun and by the way no that's not triple h in the intro that's uh that's kenny omega yeah i don't think triple h is in the intro no no there's no one in the intro that's currently there's no one in the intro that is that is problematic as we know it right now hopefully it stays that way yeah hopefully it stays that uh, way I, I don't I'm reading people talking about the cage match rating for for Rumble. I I don't care personally. In the moment I watched it and I, you know, had my fun at various points in the show, but overall, you know, it happened. The show happened. And Cody the Rhodes The men's Rumble was a bunch of nothing until the finish and Cody won and that was cool if you're a Cody fan. Uh they we talked about it last week leading up to the rumble of you mentioned like triple H doesn't like, like the nostalgia pops and everything, which is hilarious for a man who's still doing, are you ready? Uh, you know, well, he likes his nostalgia pops. Yeah. But he needs to, he needs to like the nostalgia pops because man, this rumble was lacking without like people were just music would hit. Some people would get like an okay reaction and then people cheered for like the big stars and everything, but you kind of took out three of the big stars because they were in the, the, the title match. Um, and maybe four, if you want to even count Kevin being in the U S match, but it's just something that has the energy. I guess is the best way to put it. The vibes sources close to me says the vibes were not good for this Royal rumble match. Cause, and they, they needed something. They, they needed an old, nostalgia pop on there waltman i don't care i don't care who it was they needed some type of just not kane but they they needed some type of like old music that people recognize that was like oh okay all right that guy's coming out awesome they needed yeah, they, needed, they needed that hulk hogan brother put him all over the screen oh thank you look i would have been i would have been fought no no i wouldn't have no um, no but they at least got- they got him doing shelling spots for St. Pete's for Clearwater because that's his play. That's his, uh, his home now. And that was, oh God, listen, listen, if you're a town or you represent a town, you can spend millions of dollars to have WWE put your tourism board advertisement all over your PLEs. There you go. Is anyone going to St. Pete's? I don't know. I'm not, but uh, it's St. Pete's brother. And, uh, At least people would have recognized Hulk Hogan's music. They should just I, used Hogan's music and then have like Tazawa come out. That as, would like, have been Hogan. perfect. Like just, just do that. Like just use some music that people are like gonna pop for. Because Titus O'Neil this... comes out with Hogan's music and he's like, "This is my music now," and everyone will be like, "This is your music now." Let's go. That'd be sweet if if uh, if Our Titus truth. O'Neil just. 
yeah so, but people actually know what's up though like yes. people actually know that theme like we need a theme which is like most of them that people just don't recognize yeah goldberg they couldn't get goldberg for this thing like it, we just needed some music that people just recognized out there because man it was energy just wasn't good for either rumble really again the the women's rumble picked up by the end um it was way the music problem was way more noticeable for the women Caden carter katana chance that music i was like who the who is this and they came out wow oh, they like music and colors them love them Baby. They brought out the music. They brought out the colors, and suddenly you knew who they were. Uh, and Chelsea Green, by the way, she is a she is just a treasure. God bless that woman. The spots and also the intro coming out with the pride colors, coming out with the pride gear, and just like her whole presentation, soup to nuts, in and out, perfect for her. She is just she has become the character and the person that WWE in the women's division has needed for just comedic relief, who can also, you know, do her thing in the ring. That was worth mentioning to me. Chelsea Green, one year anniversary of her return as well, since she returned at the Rumble last year. She is great. She is fantastic. I, I, I appreciate uh, Chelsea Green. But yeah, the Rumbles happen. Bailey won. Good on Bailey. You know, we're going to, we're going to see that. And I assume she gets jumped out of damage control. So we're going to have Bailey and EO, which will be good. And then Cody, then he pointed to Roman who was watching in his skybox and we're getting Cody and Roman part two, finish the story. Will it happen? Will George RR Martin finish the story? We will find out at WrestleMania 40. Cody RR Rhodes. Guess we could do that. What's his middle name? Devante, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what is his middle name? Isn't it? Oh, it's 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 uh G. It's it's it starts with a G. Because it, it's Steve Jensen to, to tell us his personal things. his personal used to be, I think, Prince Garrett. CGR. It is it's, Garrett. It, yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah, because his alt used to be Prince CGR. I'm not talking out of school. People very well know that Cody Rhodes had two accounts. He had his personal and he had his uh his his other one where he, i didn't know this you didn't know about prince cgr no <laughs> go on twitter it's probably it's got to be closed by now ask ask jensen on the spotlight i know it's okay. thursday at 8 30 a.m it's going to be early and it's a few days away but ask ask jensen about the cody Rhodes alt account all right i'll do that that seems hilarious cody's online anyway you know why does he need an alt account for coward because he needs to tell everyone, never mind, I'm not doing this here. Uh, Cody Rhodes gets to, to finish his story at Mania. And yes, I really do think that we're going to see uh, the Rocket Mania, but it's going to be to stop the bloodline and then be like, hey, hey, bitch, is how he's going to put it. We're going to have a match. You got one year. And Roman's going to be like, yeah, bitch. One year no, from now. Natalia. Why is Natalia feuding with Roman? Daddy's going to be the special guest referee because it's her yeah. It's her world. Yeah, why, why, why is Natalia feuding he's gonna call roman reigns like a, a pancake pussy fart or something that's what yeah. he's gonna call roman uh so we're gonna we're gonna talk to john alba a lot about this later but uh let's just get this one the super chat from just mask does wrestling as one of the biggest triple h marks on earth his answers at the press were about as bad as they could be in my opinion what do you guys think thank you just mask you're not alone i fully agree there were a lot of holes in those answers and it was wasn't good. He could have said no comment, and no comment would have been better than let's just focus on the positives. In my opinion, we were there. We well, we weren't there. We were listening. We were watching. 
Uh, kudos, by the way. I know others have given them the flowers, but we'll do it publicly. John Alba, Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, Cameron Hawkins, who was representing the ringer. Uh, and, and you know what? I'm even going to give it to Nick Hausman. I know, uh, I know Nick has been um, a source of controversy for some, and, and some people aren't his biggest fan. But uh, the question that he asked of Cody, I think, was relevant. And I think it was well worded, and yeah, he, framed it, well. he framed it very well. As as someone who is a former executive vice president, <laughs> who was an AEW, you gotta you gotta ask those questions. You gotta ask, and I think Cody also answered it better than Triple H did with any of the questions asked of him. Uh, I want your thoughts. Let's. I mean, we'll start with the presser. We're gonna carry it into eleven o'clock when John Alba joins us. But uh, let's go. So people were mad, like they predetermined. They pre-wrote their anger of like, why we're going to get mad at the journalists who aren't going to ask the questions. Like you don't know who's going to ask and who's not going to ask. Stop being mad before this press conference already happens. John Alba said it before the press conference. He's like, if I'm there, I'll ask. Sean said, if Fightful has representation, questions will be asked. Alba was there. He asked on Fightful, uh, on behalf of Fightful. Cam who is, you know, been talked about. He's been on the show, but he's been talked about like, oh, the ringers co-opted with WWE. He's not going to ask any tough questions. He asked. Thurston always asks these kind of questions. Like, they, you got to give media a little bit of, uh, let it ha- let it play out first. And then there's the other side of this where certain people did not ask. And as we said on Friday, please be respectful to those people who didn't ask because they're different. They might be different kind of creators. They might not feel comfortable asking. We don't know unless we ask of them and you're not asking them, you're attacking them. You're not asking them why they didn't ask or why they didn't think to ask or whatever. Instead, you're just like, you suck. Go kill yourself. Why you should have asked this, ask them instead of attacking them. Phil Lindsay had a great tweet of like, let's protect women while dogpiling on women for not asking certain questions i know emily i know isa i have no issues with them i don't know why they didn't ask maybe they didn't feel comfortable i've not asked them why they didn't ask i'm also not going to attack them for not asking they might not have felt comfortable they might have felt that i'm not gonna theorize why questions were going to be asked i know certainly isa does different kind of content than hard-hitting journalism stuff like that's that's also the other side of this you got to be respectful to these people it got asked could it have been asked more by other people yes 100 percent. but it got asked multiple times in multiple different ways um but people are just gonna be mad god sorry you know you know what i am annoyed with and I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there is that you you have people in that room who have uh appeared regularly on wwe programming immediately asking the softness of softball questions Evan and Mack. I'm not going to name. Yeah, well, you're so fine. Evan T. <laughs> Mac. Yeah, Evan Mac gets on. And listen, Evan Mac, you know, I I don't know him. I only know him as a person who has been on WWE television. I know that he has other content that he's appeared on. But like to ask a question, you know, is now the hottest era ever? Or was it the Attitude Era? Th- that was like, no, you don't. You don't do that. And also you don't say, well, now for something lighter fair. Yeah, that, that was a, that was shit, yeah. and I'm just gonna put that out there. I don't need to tell you the person's name; other people can figure that out. You don't do that shit, okay? Well, look, they they went to they went to Evan Mack because they're like, ah, 
he used to be on WWE TV. He's gonna he ain't gonna ask anything too too difficult here. But and at the same time, I don't. But I also don't want to put it on <laughs> WWE PR or the people walking around the room with the microphone being like, "Oh, we got to give it to someone we know." Because no, they they gave the microphone to three people that if they didn't know that Brandon Thurston was going to ask a question about this, they knew someone else would. They didn't just play a bad game. No, they PR knew that this was inevitable. They hopefully had coached up Paul Levesque, which if they did, then it didn't work. But if they didn't, then they should have that. This was, they weren't shutting anyone down. We'll put it like that. Nobody grabbed the microphone from John or Nick (laughs) or Brandon or, uh cam's hands that you know the moment they asked me question that would have been pr uh, <laughs> thurston like have you read the lawsuit and then they're just, ah, i'm getting crazy <laughs> out of there tackling brandon thurston <laughs> just, just a microphone from taking him. him out of the room dragging the screen. Uh, but i but i will add this the um the lawsuit question there's a small part of me and I, i've said this privately i don't mind saying it here because y'all get when i say it there's a small part of me that this was paul maybe trying to be cute Maybe Paul hasn't read the lawsuits. That doesn't mean Paul hasn't been briefed on the contents of the lawsuits. And yeah. that's a framing question. That's not on Brandon because that's just a cutesy, shitty way of, you know, skirting around a yes or no question. He was already trying to be cute after Alba's question yes, he where he was like, I'm going to do exactly what you think I'm going to do here. And I'm like, oh, so he's going to give a no comment. And then he did worse. He did yeah. worse than giving a no comment. A no comment would have been like, okay, yeah, that is exactly what I thought you were going to do. He didn't do exactly what I thought he was going to do at all. Instead, he's like, I'm going to focus on the positives. We had a great week. Netflix, The Rock, uh, The Rumble. We had Hulk Hogan. It was a great week. I'm going to focus on the positives instead of one minor negative. You did worse than a no comment. A no comment would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, great. I mean... This is what I expected. No comment. It's a legal matter. We are dealing with it internally. No comment. Legal matter. Dealing with it internally. That's say it. Something off the top. Say you put you pull out your piece of paper. You put on your glasses and you say, "I understand that a lot of you are going to want to ask about Vince McMahon and what is going on with this lawsuit. It's a legal matter. We can't talk about it right now. We had a great show. We're going to talk about the show. Anyone have any questions about the show? Like you would have done that, and we would have been like, "All right, people are still going to ask, and you're probably still going to no comment." Instead, we were like, accentuate the positives. And it's like, why, why, why did you do this? I understand from a lot of people that went to the show and gave their um, their their feelings and their experience live. Uh, the lawsuit wasn't a topic of conversation amongst just fans in the audience. It may be major news in terms of like major outlets picking it up. It was, you know, it was on CBC's The National here in Canada, which is a major magazine show that that had it as the it would have been the lead topic but instead it was the secondary because they had a breaking news on another you know thing they'd covered so it's been big news it's been important news but in terms of people going to the rumble a lot of people are there for the escape uh and a lot of people are there to just enjoy the wrestling and there's there is nothing wrong with that for the record but we're here to talk about the 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 not so great about this uh kim gray who has been great to us and normally uh sends us super chats and supports us here she sent me something last night uh pertaining to a conversation she started on friday about whether or not she wanted to ban wwe in her house given the allegations and the lawsuit so she sent an update and i told her i'd read it on the air because i did feel 
that it was it's important for those who are kind of still struggling with the fandom and she said i thought about what i said about banning wwe in my house uh, i have to remember that wrestling didn't do this at a brave sick man did i still love wrestling and i will share that with my kid that's okay that's a okay stance to take by the way you can feel however you feel but no one has told you immediately you have to stop watching wrestling wrestling is a dirty sport to begin with all sports are shit but like that's just I just wanted to give that one extra perspective and again to add to what the the room looked like and what was what was or wasn't being talked about. So Triple H gives these god awful answers. I audibly said out loud. Audibly said out loud when he said he had not read the lawsuit. I was like, "What? Huh? How? How have you not read this lawsuit okay maybe he got briefed on it maybe sure but like you should still probably read it for yourself you know just to just to understand what's going on to give and again whether that's true or not maybe he has read it and he just didn't want to say he's read it whether it's true or not it's an awful answer to give can you just say like this is where a PR team has to to come in and and be like, look, if you get asked about this lawsuit, just say, I read it. The things in there are horrible and we are handling it internally. That's it. That's all you got to say. He didn't condemn Vince McMahon once. He dismissed everything. He didn't condemn the actions of his father-in-law of another executive, of other people in the company. He, there was no remorse for anything when handling this lawsuit question. It was, I haven't read it. I want to focus on the positives. We had a great week. What? Who is talking to this man? Who is coaching this man? What is going on in his head to think that this would have been a good answer everything possible we're doing everything possible Wait, what does that even mean what does that mean that we are doing everything possible is oh, that admitting that you know there's an issue like wh what are we doing what are we doing Let's hit a couple super chats. Ali Khan starts us off. It's incomprehensible to me that he did not have a prepared statement. His cavalier and nonchalant attitude really triggered me. And you're not alone. You just heard what Jeremy said. I echo every single sentiment that Jeremy says. And I, I said so much on, on my Twitter. It was... It wasn't good. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs, Cam, John, Brandon, that's why you ask the questions. Absolutely. That's why you ask, because you don't know what you're going to get. And sometimes the answer may not be fulfilling, but at least you get an idea as to what's going on in their head, or at least what PR is putting in their head to get there. <laughs> I will say, I will say, we'll, we'll talk to Alba a little bit more about this, a lot more about this. Let me be honest. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to Alba a lot more about this. I will say, though, after those three asked those questions, I do think that whoever was talking next, and I, I don't know if they, they picked beforehand. I think someone says super chat saying Den Denise said they picked beforehand. To yeah, the me, last I'll, I'll read. Oh, yeah. So Tim okay. Winninger Jr. said, Denise said yesterday that a couple of people uh, were able to ask. They get a sign before the start, before it starts. 
my in my experience, I was in a smaller room. This was Elimination Chamber last year. We didn't have the assigned question situation or people assigning them. It was more just they you caught their eye, you got the microphone. That's how it worked. So it's entirely possible that as the rooms get bigger and the road to WrestleMania as it is has more people in that room that they start uh, you know, taking stock of who's asking. And that's not them trying to pick and choose. I think it's just them again catching the eye and knowing who's doing what or who who's with who's been in the room before trying to kind of do a different uh a different vibe of, of, of people in the room different different makeup that's what i'm trying to say we'll ask alba how how it was handled but i will say that after you heard these answers he gave i do think everybody should have been asking after that because clearly he was not coached or coached poorly on the actual answers here like this was not a the, the, tony khan this was just safest environment safest environment not going to comment on rumors and speculation safest environment that was all he was given on everybody he had that thing prepared in his head triple h was was talking not talking well but he was talking uh about this stuff and so i do think that it would have been it should have been continued to be pressed upon based on these answers but again in defense of the people who are asking some might not have felt comfortable some are just some are not i don't want to say built like that but some are they're not like they're not quote-unquote journalists okay they are there for their own kind of content they're there for just to do different stuff and they are just sort of happy to be there i'm excited to be at wwe and things like that. That's the stuff that they're there to do. So they're not going to ask this kind of stuff. Do I think that's a little bit unfortunate? Yes. Do I think that, am I, am I going to attack them or anything? No, that's that's how they are. You know, shot down Spurs saying, then don't go. It, it's not, it's not as like, don't go. It's a, it's different kind of content. It is wrestling. Even Sean will say he's not a journalist. Like they're not, there yeah ddp was at the scrum like they're they're not there to be journalists they there's so many just different kind of content creators like that's that's how that's how it goes ddp at the press bro 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 tell me bro tell me bro tell me how it was good bro your dad is happy anyway uh i'm gonna bring this up real quick Vince's problem, uh, it's Vince's problem, not Triple H's. Why do people care so much about his feelings? I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, Capone. Uh, two things. One thing, um, Triple H is Vince's uh, son-in-law. So there's that. Number two, Vince McMahon was a part of WWE where his son-in-law, Triple H, is currently the chief content officer. And also, just one more thing, um, this affects a lot of people because there are some unnamed employees in C-suites implicated in this lawsuit that are in the same office of Triple H who was on the dais for the Royal Rumble presser. That's why people care. And if you think that Vince McMahon stepping down or resigning from the board of TK, if that's the answer, keep asking questions. We're not sweeping. Nobody's sweeping this under the rug now that Vince has resigned his position. That's why people care. That's why people ask the question. That's why it's important that we keep asking those questions. Do I think you need to ask, you know, Natalia about this kind of stuff? I don't think that's the most pressing person to ask. I see. 
I'm going to say, so I agree, but I'm going to push that Natty has been around a very long time. Natty has been. Natalia might have been a poor example on my part. Nia Jax was asked about this. Nia is a good example. Nia, Nia hasn't been around nearly as long as Natty. The reason I was going with Natty is because she's been around for a long time. She is considered a locker room leader. She does do a lot of things for women in wrestling behind the scenes and in front of it. Nia is not known as that person. So to be asked, Nia, not, not as great. But if you're asking Natty, that I think is a little more pertinent. That I think is a more uh, interesting answer because she has a lot of experience. Nia doesn't. But everyone was giving the same. Everyone was coached for that one. They were like, if you're asked about Vince, just be like, we're pushing forward. We're pushing forward. And that I can understand that. I can take that. You were told, you know, we're pushing forward and, you know, we're focused on doing our best. I get that. I Yeah, Natalia, maybe not the best example. Even Naya, Caden said in the chat, Naya was going off on Twitter after she got released and everything. There are, look, talent, I understand asking talent. I do. Yeah, ask them once, maybe twice, depending on what their answer is. But they clearly were going to give the no comment or we're doing the best we can. And even they are like, you know, the locker room feels like family. They're just going to comment on locker room stuff. And unless they have a, a personal thing that, that happened to them, they're, they're not going to say anything about it. Triple H is the person to ask and to press. This was my entire point of this. Like, I understand if you don't ask Natalia. I understand why Bailey was not asked when, when she was up there at the press conference. I get it. I would have understood if Cody was not asked. I think Hausman did a good job, and I think he, he framed it very well. But I would have understood if people just let Cody pass and didn't ask about it. Triple H is the guy that you should ask first and foremost, because he is the guy in front of the company. If Nick Khan was up there, Nick Khan would be the guy to ask. You ask an executive first and foremost on this stuff, because that is who is representing your company and your company's being sued. This is not just Vince McMahon is being sued. The entire WWE is being sued. Triple H has been there since 1995 or whatever. He's worked very closely with Vince McMahon. First as a talent, then as a producer, then as an executive on the creative side. And also, it's his father-in-law. He's he's had Thanksgiving and Christmas with this man. He's been at the WWE offices. He's been at headquarters. Yes, you asked Triple H. If Bruce Pritchard was up there, you ask him. Whoever was up there as an executive is who you should be asking the most about this stuff. If it, again, talent, I understand letting it slide. If, if it's talent, especially if it's newer talent who hasn't worked there a long time or anything like that. But, but if Cena was up there, I would have asked Cena. Because Cena is he was somebody who is a birthday party. Cena is somebody who's had a very close, close relationship with Vince. I think that's why Roman was probably like, "I ain't going to this press conference, man. Forget that. I, I'm not that dumb to go up there." Like, I'm sure he would have given a prepared statement, and he would have been like, "We move on and we go on." But Roman's also going to protect a level of kayfabe, and so that would come off a little awkward and everything. But no, Triple would, H would, is the person. Sorry. He would just Roman would just talk locker. <laughs> he would just talk locker room in in a kayfabe way, and and that'd be that. He'd be like, "We're not we're not talking about that. We're moving on. A twelve hundred days champion." Da, da, da. Like, 
I'm not gonna. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe for this, Roman would say something. Paul Heyman might have said something that wouldn't wouldn't have been great. He would have been like, I don't know what Paul Heyman would have said, but Heyman known for for speaking and sometimes going train of thought. So yeah. uh, Heyman might have given you given you something, but yeah. you do uh, you have Triple H. You you hit a, a whole new pitch there. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. My voice is very, like. My voice has been all over the place over this past month that people who follow the show know, but yeah, it's just, what do you mean? Don't ask triple H. Why do we care? Which WWE is named in this lawsuit. It's not just Vince. And even if it was just Vince, we're talking about a fellow executive who has worked with Vince for 30 years, who is his literal son-in-law. And if you read the lawsuit, which allegedly triple H is not, Vince was, this was not like Vince kept this all to himself. He was showing pictures. He was bragging about this kind of stuff. You're telling me that someone who was in the office every day, there was executives and and people need people named, not named, but there was, you know, executive one, executive two, producer one, producer two. People like that were implicated on this. So it was clearly around that people knew about this. You're telling me someone who is at the office every day or at least multiple times a month with Vince maybe didn't know anything or shouldn't be asked about that. I shouldn't say if they did, did or did not know. I don't know. But that they shouldn't be asked about this kind of stuff? No, of course they should be asked. Everybody who's ever been in that office should be asked if they knew anything i'm from the janitor on up like they should all be asked about this there's a very interesting talking point that had started without surprise on uh friday the oh she's coming to the she's doing this now because she wants the money i'm gonna just point this out go read the glass door reviews of wwe and everything you've ever read, and I'm, I'm not being physical, like I, I'm trying to prove a point. Almost every single review that you'll read is it's a climate of power culture. It's a climate of fear. It's a climate of not being allowed to speak up for fear of losing your job. That's why shit like this happens. And when you have an entire office from fourth floor up and down being basically told you don't matter, that's daunting people think that wwe is this dream world it's a dream world when they go live it's a dream world for 11 hours a week the rest of the time you don't know we don't know we hear we talk about sometimes we even you know think about it but we don't know go read those glass door reviews because that will shine a light and that was a big topic of conversation when stephanie left the first time was how the uh, the reviews at WWE were when her team got dismantled and everything that was going down started going down there. Start reading about that, and, and you'll you'll see why some of these dipshits who had plenty of oh why is she getting the money now why is she going after him now that that that's that's the tip of the iceberg as to why Kim Gray sends a super chat saying Cody is the EVP of WWE after last night or two nights ago. I'd start giving him that mantle if he wanted it, which I don't think he does, but uh, he did well. Should I keep reading Super Chats? No, he wouldn't dump on oh. his father-in-law. You wouldn't if it happened to one of your family members. No, if one of my family members is <laughs> sex trafficking 
and using women in, in such a way? Yes, I would. I don't like my family that much. I got cousins who I don't like, who are complete assholes and dicks who are mean to fellow relatives, who are mean to my mom, and who are mean to just other people. I don't like them. Fuck those cousins, all right? There, I said it right then. Very easy to do. I'll be Ed Sheeran on Castle on the Hill, calling out all these people who were in my life and family members. This dude's a drunk. This dude cheats on his wife. This dude beat, beat, uh, beat his cousin. I'll call them all out. I don't care. I don't like my family that much. If my family is out here sex trafficking and using women and doing the things Vince McMahon is accused of, I don't want anything to do with those family members, especially when I got kids, because I don't want my kids being around that stuff. Fuck my family. Uh, yeah, don't give me the honor thy father bullshit is, is, is the gist of this. Also, I'll, I'll take it one step further because, yes, family is very personal to a lot of people, whether you like them or not. Let me add another piece. You're taking away money and livelihood from my family by being a part of this, by doing this. So, yeah, I'm going to talk because guess what? You are threatening my family, my, as in my the person that I have kids with, the person that I'm with, whatever it is, you're, you're threatening my family. You are an extension of the family. You could be my dad, my stepdad, whatever, my father-in-law, I don't care. You take away from my livelihood, you take away, you take food off the table of my kids. It's a different conversation. And that's what the threat is right now. Uh, Tritown Spurs sent a super chat saying the answer Triple H gave was so embarrassing. It almost, it pretty much told me how something like this was allowed to happen in the first place. He was dismissive. Like he was like, this was some annoyance to him personally. That's a, yeah. I tried to find any, because YouTube loves like gesturing things in their thumbnail, any sort of gesturing from Triple H's presser. When he was asked about these things, he was very closed, like arms closed, close to the mic. He didn't have much, he, did, he didn't move his limbs month, much. He didn't do that until someone asked, you know, is this the hottest era of wrestling ever? And I was like, I don't want to take it from that answer. So what you see in the thumbnails, what you got, him, him doing that, that's about as good as it got. But uh, yeah, that he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he didn't want, he didn't want to be there to answer the question, but he knew that the questions were coming. It was it was a poor answer. It was handled poorly. I don't know who coached him. I don't know if he was coached. Whatever. It, it was oh, people saying legal matter. I can't go into it. I don't need him to go into it. Would I like it? Yes. I didn't expect him to go into it. But you, the answer he gave, as Shytown Spurs says, it was very dismissive. And like it was just an annoyance. Again, when he said, I'm going to do what you expect me to do here. I'm like, cool, give your no comment. This is what I expect. He did worse than that. Worse than that. Because the way he made the what he said made it seem like, do not worry about all of this stuff. We're not worried about this lawsuit. All the uh all, all the, the the way Vince handled things, it's not a big deal. Everything we're accused of, all the allegations. Get WWE's in the lawsuit. Not a big deal. What's a big deal is our 10-year deal with Netflix. The Rock is on our board. The Royal Rumble. What a great night. That is a big deal. That is what should we should be focused on. This lawsuit stuff, it's, it's not part of our television show. You know, it has nothing to do 
with, with our TV. So it's okay. It's just, just don't worry. Sweep it under the rug. Don't worry should, about it. He should have lobbed Slim, Slim Jims into the crowd. Just, it was, again, it was worse than a no comment. At least a no comment. I'm buying like, all right, sure. You can't talk about it. Legal matter. I get it. Fine. You know, it's not the greatest answer in the world, but at least it wasn't like you come off like a dickhead yeah. in this way. You know what would have been better? This is this is the part where I had a little levity, a little bit. It, instead of doing what he did, he pulls out the piece of paper with the prepared statement. And every time he get asked the question, he pulls out the piece of paper again. He unfolds it, puts it, makes makes. Listen, he ends up making a joke out of it, which is stupid as fuck. But it's it, it would just be he reads the stupid statement over and over and over again to prove his point, because what he did was not good. Uh, anyway, yeah, that was where my brain went. He pulls out a piece of paper and just reads the stupid statement, the one he never I had. Thurston. I bet Thurston probably like had the lawsuit like in his lap. Thurston should just gone up there and be like, "Here you go, buddy." Yeah, read it right here in front, in front of everybody. If you like, I have it printed out. Double yeah. space. Uh, and it was such a super chat saying, did you see Brandon's tweet about asking the questions at times like this? I think people need to sit down who weren't going to ask the questions. Um, and again, we, this is two sides can be right simultaneously in this. I think Brandon's tweet about asking the questions and being on top of your game. I think that's very important and very true at the same time. Like Jeremy and I were saying, people are there to cover from different angles and, and do this differently. I think you should have one in the chamber and prepared because sometimes if it's a question of confidence and whether or not you think you feel like you can, you should have that because if you feel it, then you can do it. But if you don't, then you won't. So I think the preparation is important. I know I never walk into an interview without questions, either on my phone, in my head, whatever it is, because if you do, you'll go blank the second that camera turns on. You'll forget, and you can't have that happen. But if you're prepared and you have a list of questions or you think some up on the fly, that's how you do it. I had to word a question to Tony Khan at the last second at the Forbidden Door interview because that's just what happened. And then I got it off, and here we are. So there you go. We'll we'll talk to Alba about this because if it was a case of like you're pre-selected or whatever, then I I don't know how how that worked. If it was you were called on, because I do think there is a difference. If it was a pre-selection thing and you didn't have that kind of question, maybe you do sit that out. If it was you were called on thing and you didn't have that kind of question, maybe you do just don't raise your hand in that moment. Like, do I think that everyone should have asked one of those questions? Yes, I do. I think that should have been the entire press conference. And I think that if you were uncomfortable asking that question, or if you were looking for a different kind of content, then maybe don't, don't ask to be selected. Don't raise your hand or anything like that. Recognize that, Hey, this is maybe a little bit bigger than this kind of stuff. But I'm not going to be mad at anybody. I'm certainly not going to attack anybody who didn't do that. This is just my own personal belief on things. Yeah. Let's hit a couple more super chats. Uh, Bridget sent a couple of them. Says, how does Triple H look at his kids and say, this is your grandfather? It makes me sick. That's fair. Again, uh, we also don't know what that relationship looks like outside of the office or outside of what's reported. We don't know if there are really Thanksgiving dinners. We don't know if there really are Christmases. We don't know. So for all I know, that's already the sentiment. Or 
again, we don't know, but it's a good point. And then she sent another one saying, how can any, how can he even defend anything Vince did? Again, we're not privy to the, to the matters of the family. We know what we would do and how we would react. Triple H is doing it the way he's going to do it. And we're going to have to go along on the ride with him and get pressed along the way. It's not even a, a defense. Like I get the points people are trying to make of like, it's his father-in-law. It's the person who ran WWE for however long. Maybe he doesn't want to hurt certain relationships. Like, I, I don't know the relationship. I don't. Should he condemn Vince? Yes. Should he condemn all the things that are in that lawsuit? Yes. 100%. All, a lot of stuff should have been condemned when it, when it came to what was happening. Certainly not defended. There's no reason. There's no way to defend any of this. The not not the problem, a problem is that he didn't even the dismissiveness of it all. Like the just being dismissive was worse because it makes it seem like you don't think this is a big deal. I I, I don't get because I I don't I don't understand I not doing it, but I guess from Triple H's perspective, I kind of get not condemning and, and not just being like because that's almost recognizing that it, there was an issue, which there should which should be recognized, I should say. But if you're in Triple H's position, I'm trying to be a little bit fair. Maybe that's not great of me, but I'm trying. But if you're in Triple H's position. You're just like, I can't condemn it because that's recognizing an issue. I don't want to give credence to the issue. I don't want to, you know, make it seem like this is a big company wide problem type of thing. I get it. I don't, but hopefully people understand what I'm saying. But to to be so dismissive and to be Glassdoor Gamer says, WWE had a great week, really. Yeah. Like to, to be so dismissive and to be just like, Let's focus on the positives. This one thing didn't happen. At least Cody and Hausman gave a little framing here. At least Cody recognized like there was a dark cloud over things. Triple H didn't even just make it seem like that. He was like, it was all sunshine and rainbows all week. You know, we, we had the Royal Rumble. We had a racist doing our cold open. It was great. We had a fantastic week. Things were, things were awesome for WWE. Nothing happened. It didn't rain. It didn't storm. It's it's just Zarian says you have to consider it to the standpoint that, that many in the company believe that this point is just an accusation. And Vince has of course denied 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 and he's going to defend himself and like, you knew that was coming but it's it's just like it was just awful. I don't know what else I'm supposed to be able to say. It was awful. Again, what Zarian says adds to my point about culture of fear and the culture of power play. You, there is a Stockholm syndrome that comes with that. We're on the outside. We see, we experience, we read it differently. Those on the inside have had those interactions with people who are affected by this and therefore can feel a different way. That's not to say what's right or wrong. That's just more how someone might be feeling about their readings, about accusations, about lawsuits, about allegations. Shall we read some more? Uh, yeah. 
HBK, Shawn Michaels does the NXT press conference as well. Could he have done better? I don't think, I think Shawn would have spoken a little too much and a little too long. I don't even, are they going to do a Vengeance Day presser? I guess we'll know. Very probably, shortly. probably not a presser. I assume there's oh, the, a media the show. Yeah, they'll do a pre-show call. Yeah, I assume Shawn Michaels will be asked about it. He should be. Um, you know, Fightful is usually on those media calls. Uh, Shawn's usually on it. If Shawn's not around, I'm on it. Uh, I think Alba has been on it before so i i know Halsman ha- has been on it so i assume sean will get asked about it i hope after triple h's answer somebody goes to sean and tells him shut the fuck up just give no comment and move on and that's it but sean will probably sean will be like didn't read the lawsuit hit control find jesus there was nothing about god in there was not for me i don't know didn't what didn't concern me like dear God. sean sean's wild on those things yes. man sean just doesn't he'll say he will say anything so i hope he is coached up if he if uh, uh if, he, if he hasn't been because we might get some good answers out of sean well speaking of coached up we got uh <laughs> we got our guest here he's a little early and he said he's ready so let's bring him on right away uh he represented fightful at the Royal rumble press conference and he asked the hard questions because he is a man of integrity and everything else that I say. John Alba joins us now. Hello, Jonathan Alba. How are you? Hey, gents. How you doing? Hello, John Do Alba. Know. Have you gotten any sleep? <laughs> uh, not great. Not great. <laughs> it's It's been very little, but that's okay. We're, we got a busy day today. So I'll say this. You're getting me very raw, and, and I've my brain has been churning quite a bit over the course of the past 24 hours, and especially the last five hours so uh yeah i i'm 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 gonna say this sorry my alarm to remind me to come on this just went off um but um because that's where i'm at right now um i i want to say this right off the bat guys um i am really uncomfortable with the idea that this stuff is becoming newsworthy like people asking questions as part of their job should never be newsworthy it's really disappointing that we're still at that stage where doing your job is seen as something that's either worth praising or criticizing and it has bothered me quite a bit and the way that some things went down this past weekend bothered me so i'm an open book and i'm I'm happy to chat about whatever well i i think it's become that way sadly is because people are pre-mad about this stuff people were already going into it of like they're not going to ask they're not going to ask if you don't ask you're not a real journalist like they're already pre-mad about this stuff when you sean you said like if i'm there if i ask a question i will ask sean said if fight flaws representation it will be asked brandon thurston always asked this kind of stuff it's like you see who is there and who who always asks these questions and yet people are going to be pre-mad about it. And then after it all happens, it's still going to be this big thing. And should it be? Probably not. Like, I agree with you of you guys are doing your jobs. But then you have, sadly, other people who are like, and now for a lighter question. And then it just okay, becomes. Okay. All right. Hold on. No. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> you just struck a nerve. So no, I've been, I've been thinking about this all morning and I'm going to say it. I don't care. Look, I, I really don't care. Honestly, pro sports is my focus right now. Pro wrestling is kind of in my periphery. Um, yeah. Right. Um, I thought that was 
bull crap. Like, you can use the word. You can use the word. Uh, well, okay. I mean, look, I'll say it here. Okay. I don't hold any personal grudges against anybody. And I'm generally the type of person where if someone does something directly to me that upsets me, I'm going to confront them about it in a respectful, kind way, but also let them know that I'm bothered by it. Um, so this incident didn't happen to me directly. So it, it's not my place to do that. But Nick Houseman asked a perfectly fair question to one of WWE's top stars in Cody Rhodes. Cody did not shy away from answering it. He gave what I thought was a pretty good answer, truthfully, to it. And then uh, for Steve Fall to afterwards try to delegitimize the question by referring to it as not a nice question or, or insinuating that his question was nicer was bullshit, like straight up bullshit. And it undermines anyone who's there trying to ask a question of value. I'm sorry. It does. And had it happened to me directly, I would have confronted him directly to his face there in the press conference. And I'm not here piling on people or like trying to bully people because I don't believe there's much value in that. And I, I'm not about that. And I, I didn't like seeing people, even if I disagreed with their questions in the press conference, I didn't like seeing people taking vitriol from people online. That wasn't fair. But professionally, that incident undermined what people were there to do. And I really thought that that was extremely damaging, uh, more than some people may even realize. And I would hope that with some uh, reflection, Steve would apologize to Nick for saying that. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, if if anyone would like to talk to me about it, my DMs are open. But I just... I, so does that insinuate that anyone asking a question of value is being mean? Like... What I are thought we doing that, here? I thought that was worse than I mean, look, the people everyone who asked, I thought should have is when it comes to Triple H, should have asked about the lawsuit and about the allegations. But as I said beforehand, and as I've said throughout this show, I get maybe some people weren't comfortable. People are there to do different kind of content. I understand that. I try to be sympathetic towards that. I get it. So I'm not going to certainly attack or pile on those people i have an understanding even like you said even if i don't agree with the questions that they ask actually saying like because look, look if steve doesn't want to ask those questions fine if he wants to ask cody about finishing the story after that fine move on ask your question about finishing the story the comment of now for a nicer question like you said it made himself look worse it made everything seem worse of like okay so you're saying that a perfectly fair and honest question is not nice and is mean and we should be nicer to these wrestlers no fuck that it, it undermined everything and nick's question again was totally fair it, 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 was, it was fair it was worded it was well good. like yeah. it was good and and again i'm not attacking steve as a human i don't know steve really all that well i i'm not gonna drag someone for that i'm just saying this that was bs it was straight up unfair to nick and it was unfair to anyone who was there just trying to do their job uh it it really rubbed me the wrong way and and i've tried to think i'm reacting to that and i've been in thousands i mean thousands of press conferences in my life and i've gotten into some quarrels with other media members in the past but never in any of the press conferences i've ever been in have i ever seen another reporter 
devalue or invalidate something that someone else asked, especially immediately after. It, it was really unfair. So I've made my point about the, about this. I will add one thing, and maybe this is just to kind of balance it out a little bit. It's very possible that he thought he was cutting tension. I still think it was the wrong thing to say, regardless. In his mind, I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if that's what he goes with. Uh, but with all that said, if you're ever in a room where that is happening, you know who to, to seek and to speak to in the room. But like, yeah. like also, Joel, you're saying like cut tension. The way Cody answered it was it very was. well. It was I mean, very well. Don't get me wrong. Again, yeah. I don't think that he handled it well. I think that was his way of cutting what he perceived as tension in a room that's typically very celebratory, where he had a great right. night, and that's all you know Triple H right. wanted to do. We're going to talk about that. So let's just let let's move on. Let's dive from that because, yeah, we we all I think we've said our piece here with that. Um, one thing that actually came up going into this presser was the idea of collaboration on questions. And I want to ask you, John, was that something that came up in your experience? People wanting to collaborate on questions or at least uh, share Intel or share info leading to their question framing? Uh, I did not personally collaborate with anyone on asking questions. I knew probably around 8 a.m. what I was going to ask in that press conference. I thought about it quite a bit. Um, I, I knew what I was going to ask. Uh, I, I had questions picked for each person should that opportunity arise as to who I was going to ask to. Uh, there were some people that I who were not going to be there for the record, people that were not going to be present at the press conference that I had reached out to earlier in the day to get a temperature on if they felt something like this was appropriate to ask to this specific person hypothetically. Um, but I don't think I actually shared what I was going to ask with anybody i think when you guys heard me say it on the fee that that was the first time that i was publicly um speaking with anyone about that but i i am always open if anyone ever wants to ask me or be like hey what do you, what do you think of this question like i'm, I'm always going to be open to that i i think media can be a collaborative space um so i i don't personally have any problems with that I don't know if you should be coordinating efforts of like, this is going to be our game plan. This is what we're going to do. Um, I will say I did speak to a few people that were present beforehand who I know might've been on the fence about whether or not they want to ask stuff. And I just said, guys, I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to ask or what to do, but do remember that what you do tonight or don't do tonight, people are going to remember that. So just remember that. And yeah, you know, that was, that was how pretty much I looked at it. How was the, the selection? Uh, I think Denise mentioned it was like kind of pre-selected. Did you know who you were going to talk to? Um, this is what somebody in our chat had said, but, or was it, you were in the room, you raise your hand and then you get handed the microphone. Yeah. You're in the room and you raise your hand and they pick who they're going to call on. It's not. I'll make that very clear too. Nothing is pre-screened. Nothing is censored. WWE's PR, and I, I caught heat for saying this, and I think it's bizarre that I got, got heat for saying this. WWE's PR, as far as media relations, 
handled things very, very well this past week, and they deserve some credit for that. Did they handle the situation at hand? Well, I don't, that's not for me to say, right? That's not for me to say. But as far as how they treated media, they were extremely fair and nothing was predetermined or censored or anything of that nature. I mean, look, here's the reality. These people are not stupid. They knew that someone like me, they knew that someone like Brandon Thurston would ask a legitimate question, right? And if they didn't want to call on us, they wouldn't have. What did you make of uh, Triple H's answers? The way that I've been answering this question is it does not have a personal effect on me as to how he answers a question. He can choose how to answer anything as, as he sees fit, right? That's not my job to decree. That was a good answer or that was a bad answer. I was surprised that they did not have a pre-prepared PR statement of sorts or a line to keep referring to. I was actually extremely surprised by that just historically from experiences that I've had. Um, But, you know, I mean, this is now the second time that I've asked Paul Levesque a question at a press conference and he's accused me of being negative. So, uh, uh, you know, I mean, that is what it is. It's fine. I, I you should ask he, nicer questions, John Alba. You should ask nicer questions. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I think just being candid, like I'm always going to try to be fair when I ask a question. I don't have a personal vendetta against anybody. When I ask a question, if I did have a personal vendetta, I would be recusing myself from the situation. I would not be asking a question because that's not fair to the person that you're asking a question to. Um, So was I surprised? Yes, I was surprised. I thought for sure that there would have been some sort of uh, answer that was along the lines of, I understand why you're asking this question uh, currently due to the ongoing situation and the legality of the matter i'm not at liberty to discuss it but know that wwe handles all allegations of misconduct seriously something along those lines right that's what i kind of anticipated and we didn't get that so ultimately that's that's for them to have to respond to and not for me to decide if that was a good or a bad answer took away from my question of john alba why are you so negative so we got that right yes <laughs> uh i do i do want to know when you walked into the room i've i've been in a wwe press conference and aw press conference before and the room's always different you walk into that press conference was it did it feel different did it feel people were excited about the event did people kind of feel like pins and needles what was the the vibe in the room before it started i don't know i can't really speak for anybody else joel you know that's that's the thing I, for me was another press conference um the one thing that was a little weird was and this was the first time i personally had seen it maybe it happened at other press conferences i hadn't been in a wwe press conference since wrestlemania last year so i don't know but there was a group of probably about 15 fans in the back um they were the fans that you would see in like the front row like the green shirt guy i don't remember if he specifically was there but someone mentioned that he was on he was there he might have been there um there was a group of fans in the back and I was saying to myself, I'm like, are they going to let fans ask questions here? I, I still don't know what the answer is 
does anyone know is that like some sort of a vip package thing that like you can purchase a vip and then you get to sit in the press conference i don't know i've, I've never seen that, that like i've never yeah i've never seen that before yeah. by the way isa's in the chat says everyone was gassed out from the run to the room that was the vibe we did have to travel very far to the press conference room yeah but um yeah i mean for me it was again and i'm not trying to come off like a dick here i'm really not i'm, I'm just speaking very honestly with you guys it was just another press conference to me. Like I've been in so many that I've asked way more difficult questions than what I asked. I've, I've asked questions about direct, like to the person directly accused of sexual assault. Uh, like, like I, I, I don't know like this. Well, that's why I ask because it is, it, there is a different vibe for different people because yeah. you can be in the room a hundred thousand times. You can be in the room for your first time. Right. But sometimes you do kind of, feel the vibe sometimes you you know you maybe more people were hesitant you. yeah That's possible maybe i i don't know i i didn't really talk to too many people about it i mean i know i know there were some people that um were definitely curious as to what would happen i think i think that's probably the 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 most i could give in terms of like like i think there was definitely a contingency of people who were like who's going to ask the questions and yeah i mean I, I i really do have a lot of thoughts on all this stuff so i'm sorry i keep talking over you feel more than free to ask whatever the hell you want to <laughs> I, yeah why do you think everyone hates wrestling journalists and thinks we all suck at our job because i think there are some people who don't handle situations like this well i mean i i do think that that has some validity but that shouldn't blanket everybody like i had that one person that sean told me is a troll i'd never really interacted with them so I, I don't even know who they were but um they were like stop taking victory laps and we'll see if you actually ask the tough question next oh that guy sucks by the and, way and i'm like and i'm like okay listen you want to come after other people that's fine but like let me be a pompous piece of shit for a second here <laughs> you're gonna come after me for not asking a tough question do you know my track record like <laughs> like it's mr negative we've been through this right mr. Negative. Me. but like like jeremy you made it a bit that i was the guy that asked about covid all the time right like yes. i mean for, for crying out loud like like are we kidding me right now it's just that's that's what bothers me more than anything else. It's the bad faith stuff that like Vince Russo tweeted, like, I know, bro, that no one will ask about this because they're going to lose their access to their credentials. And I was like, yeah, is that the case? Is that so? And then I had someone on, on Friday because I caught heat because Chris Van Bleed and I took a picture together and the Royal Rumble backdrop just happened to be behind us. I didn't even realize it was behind us. And they're like, oh, you're just mediating rapists. And, 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 and I said, I was like, I, I, I don't understand where this is coming from. And someone said to me, guys, they're like, I bet you this will not be asked about. And I quote to you, I said, okay, $100 to a charity of your choosing <laughs> that it won't be asked about. 
And they kept, oh, well, now you're just trying to, and and so I kept t- tweeting at this person. I didn't care. I'll be petty as hell. I was like, here's where you can donate $100 to this place because, and and these people, they don't, they don't apologize, right? They, they don't apologize. They don't ever admit they're wrong. There was like one or two people who did. I'm sorry, guys. I'm really fired up about this. Uh, Joel, so, you were trying to jump in. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, 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 no. This is actually one thing I was talking about on Friday with Jeremy was that there will be people and they, they all came out who said, you know, oh, they're going to talk about the lawsuit on Thursday. They're going to ignore it so they can talk about SmackDown on Friday. And then all they're going to want to talk about is the results of the Rumble on Saturday. And I was like, yes, yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. But guess what's not going to happen? No one's going to stop thinking about the story and the lawsuit just because something else happened in the news cycle that was scheduled to happen regardless. Nobody is going to stop pushing and pressuring this story from getting more attention. Why do we have to think in such binary terms? What the hell is with these people that they think that it's like, oh, we're just on to the next thing. No, you're on to the next thing because you want to push whatever the hell you need to push to get your anger out there. So when I see shit like that, where you're having a moment with Chris Van Vliet, who you don't get to see every day, and you guys are pals, like, I take photo with a friend and I put it on socials because guess what? I'm still doing my job, but I'm going to have a little fun with it. God forbid. It's not. It was was so bad faith of people, and and it really annoyed me. Um, And then on top of that, the, the people who just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it really is. I, I, I've never dealt with fan bases like that in any of the other Rest, things I've covered. Wrestling fans are the absolute worst. Not you guys in the chat, but yeah. the, the people the people on Twitter. It is so much bad faith stuff. It's so much <clears throat> bad faith of just they, they see you take a photo with a friend and it's like, clearly you don't care about this story they don't care they don't actually care they are just doing this to get some type of reaction and doing whatever and this is why i ignore all these idiots but like you know if they were in this position i i truly think that a lot of it is is just jealousy of like yeah they want to be in this position and they're they're not there might be some jealousy i'm not gonna blanket statement I, i don't know who's jealous and who isn't um i think one guy you were interacting with is jealous probably probably but um i don't know man it just it just really doesn't sit well with me at all when you get that stuff and i I just don't understand what people's end game is it and like the thing i really hate is and i want to say for the record i know i'm like being very i am being negative right now but (laughs) <laughs> most of the people that did reach out were very complimentary and like again i appreciate that but like, i was just doing my job but the the one really bad faith thing that i get and some people genuinely believe this is like this was not the time or place i'm sorry a press conference where the the role of yeah. the media there is to ask questions is the wrong place to ask questions like what are we, we even talking about yeah, we we've we've dealt with people, a couple people on our chat. Like, what what do you? Why does Triple H's thoughts on this matter? It's like, well, the company's being sued. That's his father-in-law. He's the executive in front of everybody, and he might be involved in the lawsuit. We don't know. It's possible yes. that he is. Well, he hasn't read it yet, so we're not sure. He's not. He's not even sure if he's involved. But, but in listen, and you know, and I, I was listening to Brandon's stuff on Brandon Thurston's stuff on WrestleNomics, and Brandon does a great job. Uh, Brandon said he he regretted the way that he asked that question and he 
should have asked rather not did you read it but you know had you been briefed on it or were you aware of the contents of it because it is entirely possible that Paul Levesque did not read line for line this lawsuit but let's be real it's also extremely unlikely that he hasn't been briefed on it in some capacity I'm laughing because that's exactly what I said at the top of the show mm. was that I think that was that was Paul being glib being 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 cute and just skirting his way around it by saying no he didn't read it page for page but no he got briefed on it he just didn't ask did you get briefed on it that that was my general feeling so I'm glad that I'm not alone in that sentiment yeah all right and, and I think that's probably what it was Let's ask a positive question before we let I you hate go. You so much. I here. hate you so much. I'm here for you as long as you want. Okay. I'm, 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 I always love talking to you guys. It's we not. We want you to sleep. We, we oh, no, I'm not sleeping. I've got, I've got something to do at one o'clock. So it's fun. Right. Oh, <laughs> but that's in a few hours. You can take a nap. Yeah. We know you're a busy 24 7, the thunder rolls. Uh, tell me about it. Is, is Cody Rhodes going to finish his story? Sorry. I just heard something going on in the background. Um, is Cody Rhodes going to finish his story? I think so, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, what, like, what, what proof do we have that he will? I think he will. I mean, listening to Paul Levesque in the press conference talking about Cody, I, I think he really has come around to recognizing that Cody is the guy. Um, and you know that piece that I wrote for Fightful too. I, I was going through this because I talked a lot about Cody in it, and Cody how Cody recognizing that there was this dark cloud hanging over things um, and the way he responded almost proved that he is the guy more than anything and just how he handled himself. But I was going through the piece and I realized, and this is a criticism of the questions asked in the press conference, all of the quotes that I used outside of the one that I asked and the one that Nick Houseman asked came from opening statements. There was not a single quote that I got used from a question that was asked. And I wrote a piece about obviously the allegations, but also about Bailey and Cody winning the rumbles and what that meant going forward. I, I mixed the two stories together. So I think that's a pretty bad reflection of how that press conference went at the end of the day too. Um, but as far as the question at hand here, you know, do I think Cody, finishes the story I, I i think he probably does but i don't say that confidently do you want to bury any other media members while you're here no and that's the thing i'm not <laughs> trying to come across as burying media i'm really not i'm really not like i'm not going to drag people personally because i get some people aren't going to ask something that makes them feel uncomfortable and that's okay but the way that i see it is if if you don't feel comfortable asking about something that realistically should be asked, don't take the opportunity to ask about it from someone else by asking something that is totally irrelevant. Like, again, nothing personal against these people. I, I'm very friendly with a lot of these people. But asking, you know, is this era the best era or any of that, does that serve anything i mean forget even just about the allegations how can i utilize a quote like that in a story what what type of content are you getting out of that that sounds like something you would ask about on cameo you so, know what i mean there's a very strange conversation that eventually we might have to have and that is that 
there are people in that room who are there to pursue other roles in professional wrestling. This isn't a bad thing, but it is something that's worth taking into account that there are people who are there not to ask questions that could take away from their opportunities. The person that you mentioned asking that question is I don't someone, even remember who asked it. By it was way. Evan T. So, Mac, and we already okay. I, I'll use, you know, I love Evan. I love yeah, Evan. And this is what yeah. I was saying is that no, this is no shade at Evan. My baseline reference to Evan was the work he did on screen for WWE. Mm-hmm. That was then that was him working for WWE. We eventually will have to have the the, the conversation about who feels comfortable asking what because do they do they feel like it might hurt their chances of appearing on camera for their job which is fine yeah with these places i i know a lot of people went after emily may heller i love emily i really really like the work that she does she does on camera work with new japan she does on camera work with many of the independents out there she is well known she asked about the netflix deal right off the bat and people dragged her for that well y'all don't think about the fact that emily is literally everywhere she's there to represent sports kita but she's also doing other things in wrestling and i'm not trying to say no she's just trying to get a job at wwe it's not that but we do have to eventually talk about the fact that some people are there for other means and for other reasons and they want to pursue mm-hmm. their roles um so that's why like it was the evan t mac thing that was like immediately and, like, and i recognize that joel and i do believe me as someone who has pursued roles in all different avenues of media and television and whatever i i, I get it believe me i do um but is that the forum to do that? Like, does you asking that question aid you in getting a job? I I don't know that I've I've never had an instance personally where me asking a question helped me get a job. I, I don't I, I don't know. It's just we've never had this level of access until recently. That is a big thing. This has been a very insular who you know business. And if you come as an outsider, there are very few outsiders that show up. Will Washington is the first guy that made that leap. And you can argue that he had an in before. That's really what I'm getting from is that you don't just show up and get the job. Just you, you, you worry because you want to be known as the team player, as the guy or girl who goes to bat for the company and will do anything at any cost. That has been the wrestling game for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I am not, personally taking shots at anyone you know me calling out that particular question as i said Joel, i didn't even remember who asked it i i happen to like evan quite a bit so it's nothing against him i'm just saying does that does that aid content like like just on a basic who who can utilize an answer like that in producing content that's relevant to the royal rumble event itself more than anything that's how i look at it and yeah so I don't know, again, not trying to, and I I know I've been like feisty here, and I'm I'm just being honest. It, it's just frustrating. Oh, I'm making because, things worse. I'm sorry, John Albert. No, it's fine. I just <laughs> I don't think the headlines should be on people asking questions, and I understand why they are, but I don't think they should be, because if if the right questions were asked it wouldn't be newsworthy it, it would and it takes away from the actual problem at hand here 
I think this is a, a big problem just in, in wrestling, certainly with, with wrestling Twitter and everything, is people almost get too micro-focused on things. And they, they micro-focus on the wrong things like this, of who's asking the questions, why didn't they ask this, and people want to attack, because there was a lot of terrible attacking that came off And that's of not this. fair. That's not fair. No. But you don't, I mean, maybe I don't look at uh, other sports quite closely enough, but like Woj or Shams breaks a story and no one, I mean, they they know it's Woj and Shams, but like no one else is really focused on other NBA, NFL reporters to that level. Most of these guys are on television too. It's a completely different push-pull kind of relationship here, but the focus isn't, there as much as i feel it is with wrestling because i think a lot of times like this feels new in wrestling so people just want to have their opinions on how they think it should be when most of these people don't actually do anything to actually make it better or change it or add to a solution instead they're just could making a problem when it doesn't even exist they're, they are pre-writing a problem yeah. of let's be mad about questions that aren't asked when the thing hasn't happened yet. Yeah, and I really hate the like false equivalencies too, where it's like, oh, I bet you won't ask Tony Khan about this. And I'm like, first off, situations are not apples to apples, right? Number one. Number two, there is absolutely a proven track record of people asking Tony Khan hard questions Uh, literally at the last press conference it happened so this like short-term memory that people have and and trying to create these false equivalencies is just really not right at all but but also on the on the other hand guys like i i said this because i wrote something about it last night like media does have to be better like we do. And I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect. I've made tons of mistakes in my career. Like, like, like it's reality, but I just, I think that there were some people who got intimidated by the moment and they just have to understand that you're not going to lose your access by asking a good faith quality question. It's not going to happen. And if it does happen, it reflects poorly on the organization more than anything. Yeah, that becomes a bigger story for the organization than it does for you. And I don't think people always recognize that either. Right, exactly. Like, I got so many tweets when I asked the question. They were like, well, enjoy your last WWE press conference. I was like, I can feel pretty confident that that's not going to be my last WWE press conference, unless I want it to be. Um, But... But yeah, so like I, I just think people have to understand that. And I I hope they are not intimidated in the future of, of asking things. And I do want to say too, like I think Cody getting asked that question by Nick was totally fair. And I know there were a lot of people that were like, talent shouldn't be asked about that. And I can see an argument where like, okay, am I asking Otis about this? I don't know. Because what what is the news value I'm going to get from Otis answering that question? But Cody is a top guy in the company. He's 
arguably the face of the company. He no doubt worked with Vince McMahon very closely at, at least one point and has known him very long. So yeah, there's value in getting a reaction to that. I, I think people just need to understand that. It's not personal. They take things so personally. Oh, you're trying to gotcha with Cody. No, it's not a gotcha. He, he's in that position for a reason. He wants to be in that position where he wants to be the top guy representing the company. He does a great job at it. And with that comes the idea that you might get asked a question that's not so nice. <laughs> um, before I let you go, John, Scott no, says please. thank you. Uh, uh, thank says, you, Scott. John, appreciate says, that. Thank you. And, uh, no, we we got we got a we we still have a show to do, John. You can't just no, sit we don't. This is it. Show. This is the show. You know what? what? The show. Well, I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yeah, Kyle's going to ask if we're going to have the same conversation with Eric Bischoff. Well, just have it here instead, and don't do it with Eric. It's fine. fine. I have no idea. I have no idea what I I find out what we're talking about with Eric based on how Eric's feeling in the morning. So I don't know. Um, I would hope that we get to have this conversation. Sorry, that was not what I wanted to bring up. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. But yeah, Good job, Joel. Be asked and stop being a dork. Because by <laughs> the way, you have a guy like Cody who is a former EVP. And the question was phrased as, hey, as a former EVP, what do you think of this? Hausman framed that question very well. And we talked about that at the top of the show. So there we go. Yes, I brought that up uh, by accident because I was trying to click between the live and the starred. And uh, yeah, we, we talked about we talked about asking talent. You know, there's certain talent uh, people who have been there a long time might have an answer. Seemed like you know, Naya was asked, Natalia was asked. They both kind of no commented. We're focusing on the the positive. We're focusing on the positive. We're moving forward type of thing like that. That was basically both of their answers is like, doesn't affect me. I'm moving forward. We have a great locker room. That, that was kind of it. That, like Natalia, Naya, based on their standing. Okay. Kind of get, you mentioned Otis. Otis is a good one where Otis has been there for a little bit, but is it been there too long? He was a top, top guy for like 30 seconds when he won money in the bank. Like what answer is he going to give? Right on that, Omos. Like, what are you gonna ask Omos about this? I don't know what Omos is gonna give you on that answer. So, well, like he'll, Cody, he'll give, you, he'll give you the four thousand foot view of of what the situation is. Funny, but Cody is an easy one because yeah, he's a he's the for all intents and purposes the face of the company. He's their John right Cena. Now. Yes, so yeah. like he should be asked, and I, I said it like John Cena. Whenever he goes on these shows, should probably be asked. The Rock, if he's on these shows. He well, he's a board asked. member now, so yeah. So, like, these people should be asked, but the person who you definitely should ask, and for some reason, people don't get this, is Triple H, the executive, the son in law, the guy who's been there for 30 years, working very closely with Vince for 20 of those years. Yeah, I mean, what were you pulling up, Joel? Oh, Caden uh, said this guy okay. did great at karaoke. Apparently, what'd you here. sing, John? Brandy, you're a fine girl. Never heard of it. What? Are you kidding me, Joel? I mean, him? Yes. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> it's still say Brandy. You're a fine girl. What a good wife you would. Are you kidding me? No, this was just us goading you into doing karaoke on our show. Yeah. <laughs> Who sings that besides you? Looking Glass. Never heard of him. Mm. Unbelievable. What? If it's if it's not Taylor Swift, I don't know any of these people or Creed. 
I don't know any of these people. Oh, Looking music. Glass isn't isn't that it's, it was a one hit wonder from well from the seventies, but it's like one of the seventies. Oh, I'm definitely one out of the of sexiest songs of all time. It's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, never seen it. This is what I have to deal with, John Alba. If it ain't Fast and Furious, never seen it. I mean that I agree with. But. <laughs> I I will this, just pivot back before we let you go. This was actually something we got earlier from Ali Khan saying, "Could they have asked about Brock's stats?" This was something we talked about on Friday. As a if you're gonna no comment things, this is a way to kind of mm-hmm. get around it. I wanted your thoughts. Was this something that you thought about asking about Brock Lesnar's status? Um, I, it was probably like number seven or eight on the things that I would have asked, but. Okay. It certainly could have been asked. Absolutely. I see no problem with that. I was really surprised. I don't know if I should say surprised. I wish someone would have asked about the Ronda Rousey post um, and all that, especially knowing how closely that Paul worked with Ronda Rousey. So that seems like that would have been relevant. I know my question was very, no pun intended, in the weeds, but Uh it, it... and and I know it was, but I felt my question was very, very important in terms of the timeline of how things happened, where what a massive story it was at the time, right? When we saw that there was the unanimous rebuke events, and then all of a sudden he's unanimously voted back in. Were they aware of these allegations at the time? What was the reason for the unanimous rebuke? And what was the reason for them bringing him back? So... I felt like that was extremely relevant to this particular lawsuit and the allegations, but uh, I guess it was just too negative. I I thought that was the best way to answer it because I assumed if any lawsuit question came up, like pertaining to the actual lawsuit, it would be no comment legal matter. But you asked something pertaining to the lawsuit, but also something he could have been able to comment on of coming back in in January of last year. So I thought that was kind of the the number one question to to ask and and I thought you did a great job. I was surprised when he was like I'm going to do exactly what you tell me what which think I'm going to do. We had a great week for WWE. It's an incredible week. Netflix deal. The Rock's like this is not what I thought you were going to say at all. He teed it up uh, like a Tony Khan dynamite presser preview. <laughs> It's like, oh, that was no, not I just, what I thought you were going to do, buddy. The whole the whole idea, and like, I guess I kind of expected it, but the whole idea, like, you're just being negative. I was just like, man, I got nothing against you. I got nothing against people you at all. Wanna, people want to act in, in this way or that way, right? There's no gray area. You have to have a strong opinion one way or the other. It can't just be an understanding. And it's like, you're negative, you're negative, you didn't ask this, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. It's like, there's no understanding and nuance, especially in 280 characters. So these people, who are the ones complaining, now have to spend however much that platinum ticket is so that they could stand at the back of these press conferences and ask the questions themselves. No, but I mean, even for Paul Levesque to say, like, oh, this is being negative. I'm just like, I'm I'm not trying to be negative, I'm just asking a question that well, sure you... it's not a fun thing to talk about no one i i don't want to be asking these questions <laughs> but you have to so it's just 
that's the nature of it. This was something that someone in our chat who's, who's often here, Jeff Valley Driver, had pointed out, and that's just that there there is a common a commonality of the media being villainized by those up on the dais. And this is, it's not uncommon in wrestling at this point, but like it's becoming more common that suddenly media asks a question. It's like, Oh, you're being negative. Why are you being negative? Well, guess what? We're not exactly talking sunshine and rainbows right now because this is a serious news story and a serious lawsuit that's been dropped. We got to ask about it because people have been, they've been asking about it. Don't do then, negative shit like this if you don't want us to ask negative. Pretty much. There is, there's nothing I would have loved to have asked Paul Levesque more about than the creative process with Cody and how you know they reached this conclusion. Believe me, I would have for my story. I would have loved to. I would have loved for my story to have been all about Cody getting a second shot at finishing his story, but it just wasn't meant to be. And I also had to do another rewrite because I had pre-written my piece with CM Punk winning the Royal Rumble. So <laughs> that was uh, that was another rewrite that I had to do, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, Ryan says, love the fight, Uncle John. Appreciate, Appreciate y'all. John Nobo, let everybody know where they can find you being negative at. Um, at John Alba, I suppose. Um, the X, uh, the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, which drops every single Friday, wherever you get your podcast, Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, which drops whatever day Eric wants to tape on. And <laughs> wrestling, this, this genuinely this is where I would greatly appreciate people's support. Uh, if you did enjoy my work this week, I dropped a ton of extra work on wrestling. According to Alba.com. I have a Patreon for as low as four ninety nine a month. Uh, it's a great community of very smart wrestling fans. And I do tape studies where we break matches down. I do ask Alba's. We have tons of fun in there. There's a discord. So wrestling according to Alba.com is where you can really help support me. It'd be greatly appreciated. And if you're in the tri-state area market, you can catch me on Sportsnet New York, the home of the New York Mets. So yeah, that's that's where and I, I appreciate you guys uh having me on. And and I just want to say lastly, again, I, I apologize if it comes off that I was being negative. I really was not trying to be negative. I was trying to be very honest in how I felt about stuff. I, I don't mean to take a shot at anybody in wrestling media it does not benefit me to take a shot at anybody i just wanted to be very honest in how this made me feel as a professional and uh, i just hope going forward people recognize that if there is a situation as pertinent as this and it is extremely uh to understand that either ask the question or let someone else ask it john i appreciate you more for uh, beyond what you've did this weekend. I uh, appreciate you for just all the kindness. You are a very kind man. Uh, you've, you've exhibited to me over the years and I'm sorry if I, I got you in trouble with anyone uh, no. for, for being too negative. No, you didn't get me in trouble with anyone. I'm just <laughs> sorry if we have heat now because I... I'm just I, a negative I, piece of shit. That's all. Well, listen, <laughs> you're, you're trying to select with your, according to Alba, by one sense. Hey, Sean promoted my Patreon yesterday, so it's endorsed. <laughs> okay, <by fine>. Sean. <laughs> join, join Fightful Select according to Alba for That's 9 right. 99 That's right. My, my wife is burying me. Apparently, she sent you a message, said not to bother because I refuse any good music. I'm sorry that I've not heard of these 70s songs. I, it's like an all-time sexy song, so you're missing right. out on it. Maybe you, you could spice up your life with the EP and uh, play Brandy and see how things uh, go. I throw, I throw on the Taylor Swift music, throw on Lover. That, that gets the mood going 
right there. For who? <laughs> a lot of magic happening in this room, Joel Pearl. Yeah, mostly you listening to podcasts on your headphones wait, and writing wait, about it. I, I see, I see. I love those. Says John, a Mets fan. He always negative. Look what's behind me right now. Yeah, like, that isn't hard to see. That's the great. That's the great rib of John reporting on the Mets is that he's a Yankees fan. Well, we talk all New York sports, but yeah, being on the Mets network, it's like, look, I, I have. I don't know if you can see that. That is a Jeter's box. Which, for those who don't know. In like the year 1999, Wheaties did a limited run of Derek Jeter branded cereal. And that is a full box of Jeters that has not been opened since 1999. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, throw that at me. He's got a box of Jeeties on his, on his desk. Erica and Derek Jeter are getting close over there. So uh, maybe maybe she'll get a gift basket. Maybe. Uh, maybe Eric oh, yeah, Jeets. Yeah, Jeets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you, you Alba. Appreciate you, buddy. Bye. Appreciate you. Oh, good times with John uh, The great John Alba, everybody. Yes. He's going to... He's going to go be negative on Twitter. That's <laughs> right. I was going to ask him if he's ever, if he's been asked to meet the Mets yet, but then I figured we just, we've made enough bad jokes at the expense of professional sports today. People, people are saying I'm doing a bit with this song. I don't know that song. I've never heard that song. Maybe it no. played on the radio one time and it was like on and I'm like, oh, this song's awful. Let me turn it. But like, I don't listen to the radio that often and i didn't grow up listening to 70s like that kind of music like it was classic rock in my house so i i've never heard of this song i'm sorry everyone that's not a bit i don't know it jesus this is awful glassdoor gamer sent a super chat saying in the weeds better than busted open listen tell your friends if they're listening to busted open they should be listening or watching in the weeds whether you're live from 10 a.m eastern till noon eastern or if you're catching us over on our podcast feed at bifle overbooked we drop that content every day. Okay. Tell your friends if they're watching busted open. They should watch us instead or watch us too. Honestly, do whatever you want. Just watch simulcast. us. Anyway. Simulcast do us at the same time. I think that's the answer right there. Uh, Caden also said to super chat saying I had conversations with my professor last week on no comment being part of the story. Ask the questions, follow up, apply pressure. There you go. That's a journalism 101, which is literally coming from Caden in journalism 101. A no comment is still a story. I can't tell you how often that you know when tony khan especially after brawl out when he was asked about cm punk and he gave a no comment how many times i just ran the article tony khan has no comment on cm punk tony khan reiterates he has no comment on cm punk it's still a story people still want to know really anything could be a story but like it is still a story that it is a no comment because that shows that they don't want to comment on it yeah, no comment is comment, is, is what Mike says. Yes, it is. So even if you think it's going to be a no comment, ask it anyway. It's like saying plead the fifth. Guess what? That still means something. Yeah, just, which, just... Bridget said, uh, does this lawsuit make it harder to get people to work there? That's a good so, question. Yeah, let's... I real quick, I, I want to go. I want to go back. Uh, somebody mentioned Brock Lesnar. Could you ask about Brock? Yes, I think that would have been a very fair question to ask. I think that should have been asked. You know, Alba said that was like seventh on his list. Um, that was on my list of things that I wanted to hear asked about. Uh, it wasn't. You know, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, it, it's passed now. I'm sure Triple H won't do another press conference or interview until, I guess, Elimination Chamber if they do one there. 
Uh, he said so we'll see if- you in Australia. I think they're going to do one there. I think they'll do one until Mania and then lay off until SummerSlam or Money in the Bank in Toronto. This is the um, th- and this isn't because of the Vince stuff. Again, going back to my Elimination Chamber uh, experience last year, they said, "Oh, thank God!" Th- this was behind the scenes. The camera guy would be like, "Oh, thank God, we only have one more left of these until we stop doing them for a while." And that was the WrestleMania 39. And then they didn't do another one until what SummerSlam? No, they did a Money in the Bank in London, and then they did SummerSlam. So like, they take a couple months off based on the event itself. Backlash in Puerto Rico, they did a pre-show presser the day before they didn't do a post-show presser i don't know what they're gonna do with in on australia um because he, he said like i don't know how many people i'll be seeing here in australia that was kind of his comment at the end so whenever they I, go I, international I, like this they tend to do one they they they're, they'll probably do one you just said puerto rico they did it i don't was there puerto money rico in the bank one WWE. yeah in london absolutely that was the acknowledge me bullshit wasn't it with uh no, that was uh, that oh, was, that was um, the cost of the castle, yeah. But they did the money castle. in the bank one in London, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they did a post money mm-hmm. in the bank. Press. Someone's gonna look at it, it's probably mm-hmm. they did. There you go, wonderful. Joel gets it right again, and they'll probably do one in France and Lyon as well because that's they, they paid for it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they paid for well, it. Well, we'll see. I don't, I don't know when it comes to Australia. If they will, I, I guess maybe it depends on the media situation. I don't know what the media situation is in Australia. There's been a lot of people doing local media, but how many dedicated, I, I genuinely do not know of how many dedicated like wrestling coverage there is with Australia. Like London, different story. There's a lot of publications that, that cover wrestling and there's a lot of like specific publications that cover wrestling. Australia I don't know outside of kind of more the, the mainstream kind of stuff. And look, if that's what it is, probably not going to get too many great questions out of that. When you're coming back to Australia is what you're going to hear on that one. So we'll, we'll see when it comes to, when it comes to Australia and hopefully, hopefully people have not just moved on by that point. And it's like, Oh, this isn't a thing anymore. Uh, now going back to Bridget's question. Um, it's going it's gonna, to, it's gonna yeah, give me a second. It's gonna be Anna Bauer in a room just solo asking questions. That'd be great. Anna will ask questions though. Okay. She would uh, ask questions. Does the lawsuit make it harder to get people to work there? Probably. I would imagine so, at least in the immediate. I know PW Insider put out a report um about Endeavor and how they might look to, to kind of clean things up, um, and how it's already kind of changed with with the merger and everything which was to be expected because anytime you have the merger the what cost efficiency cost synergy whatever the corporate term is it's going to be people just being laid off and stuff we've already seen a change of just like triple h's or not triple h um uh who, who vince kevin dunn kevin dunn it was gone and everything like we've already seen some of those changes out of this you know uh and then ari Manuel his daughter has worked there for a couple of years, you know, like this is what we were talking about on Friday of there's a lot, that whole environment is implicated in this lawsuit. I know just Vince is the the allegations are kind of just against him. They're also against Laurinaitis, but it's also WWE as a whole of people knew. You know, there's the the 
the implication of Brock, the implication of, of the officers, the executives, like people knew Vince. I listened to the lawyer, Janelle Grant's lawyer. Um, her, her name was, was Callis. I apologize for her. I'll, I'll get her, her full name. And Callis. Uh, yeah. And, and Callis, I believe is yeah, what it I was. I think I watched the um, same, the same interview. Yeah. It was with a law and crime podcast it's about yeah 15 minutes i listened to that i transcribed it the uh the whole article is up on fightful maybe it went under the radar it was friday night it was literally like 15 minutes i think i posted this article 15 minutes before vince resigned um so it probably got lost a little bit because then everybody just wanted to talk about vince resigning but you listen to the lawyer obviously she's not gonna be able to say everything and whatnot like there's still potentially a trial that has to go through but you know she mentions that there could be other victims she hopes other victims will come forward she mentions that it's sort of an open secret in the wwe offices like this isn't a thing of like this is only a vince thing this is a whole culture and environment thing that you need to take away and get rid of anybody who needs to uh, needs to be rid of and Ari Manuel, I don't know him. You know, I I've listened to some Ari interviews. He famously gave back Saudi money because he did not want to be, you know, dealings with them after the, uh, the journalist was killed like he famously gave that now yeah thank you um now of course he is working with saudi through wwe and through ufc he wanted vince on he didn't want to do this deal unless vince was going to be part of things so look i'm not saying Ari emmanuel is this beacon of of uh of um what's a it's a word i'm looking for oh i'm frozen no but your words are still there Speaking of honesty. Well, now you're there. You go. You're back. Okay. I'm not saying Ari Emanuel's this beacon of mortality. No, not mortality. Morality. morality. Sorry. I'm not saying he's this beacon of morality of it or anything, but I also don't think he wants this as, as part of his integrity is also a good word. Uh, yeah. He wants this as part of his, his uh, portfolio here. Like I, I don't, I don't think anybody, would want this so i i hope that they take true action on this and really really tear some stuff down so it's funny that the the um conversation that the lawyer that uh, and oh my god now i can forget callous callous don callous and my last <laughs> long-term girlfriend before Don't i married my wife uh, no, I'm thinking just just thinking names. Anyway, Ann Callis, in this interview that she gave, this is what brought up the glass door comments for me. I was trying to type out a million tweets that I could send out just to get people thinking about it. But that was what I was trying to say. So from that interview, that is why people should be thinking about what a culture of fear and power mongering looks like. And that's what, and can you get hired here or would you want to get hired here afterwards? People, some people are willing to put on rose-colored glasses to get the money or the job they want. 
Some people just want the gig and it doesn't matter because their dreams are set on it. They're whatever reasons are, some people are just willing to put it aside to take the job. And that's, again, that's up to you, the individual. That's no one, you know, no one's going to tell you otherwise, unless you figure it out for yourself, whether you should or shouldn't work there uh, on the Arya manual front. So you mentioned the Saudi money that he had sent back in 2019. This was largely Vince's work by all accounts at this point. Like uh, not, not the not 2019, but the current role of Vince McMahon was basically talking to the Saudis from several accounts, the UFC deal. Dana White said the Saudis yeah. they work through Vince McMahon. Now that Vince is gone, does anyone take that over? Or do they finally start to work on cutting some sort of ties with the Saudi government and the sports authority? Is that something on the table? If Ari Emanuel is like, I don't want to do this more than I have to, then that's an option. But he's also been willing to, he's been willing to both accept and return the money. That's what's really interesting to me is how long uh, past the original deal does wwe stick with uh the saudis yeah their their deal was what a 10-year deal that was a they're coming up on that i feel like that was 2018 so i guess i guess i still got another four years or so um my my timeline could be off here but you know it's it's very possible that I don't know how all that stuff works. I don't, that's those people are making way too much money for me to, to understand how that works and, and to really not care, but they're, we're talking about billions of dollars. These billionaires are going to be billionaires regardless. So maybe, maybe Ari Emanuel doesn't want to have anything to do with it and does and just be like, Oh, we're not going to do this deal and move on. Or maybe it still honors the deal. Cause maybe that relationship is different because of Vince McMahon. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm, yeah. I'm just speaking about the WWE and their partners. You've frozen again, so we're waiting for you to come back. But I wanted to bring that up because it's something I've thought about lately. Yeah, you're back. It's yeah. about WWE and uh, WWE and and the the lawsuit and the corporate structure at the headquarters. Um, gotcha. Maybe not the structure so much but the the uh just the the corporate environment at, at headquarters uh you know is thank you um you know that that's what we do kind of know about and what's alleged in this lawsuit and it's not good it's certainly not incredible and they gotta it feel like they gotta take action more than just vince mcmahon because i don't even know if they were gonna take action on just Vince until Slim Jim snapped out of the deal. And that's when it became, Oh, this guy's got to go. Otherwise it seemed like they were just going to be happy to be like, he's denying the allegations. We'll see it in court. Who knows what's going to happen. If it, how far that process gets. I imagine WWE wasn't, doesn't want to get, doesn't want that to get very far. Um, and then, but once Slim Jim was like, "Yeah, we're pausing social activities," they had the biggest sponsorship deal. They touted that before SummerSlam that this was the largest sponsorship deal in WWE history. They're going to work with Rumble. They were going to work on some or on WrestleMania as well. They pulled out. Sean reported that another sponsor was getting cold feet on there, and you know, once deal. Vince's resignation came pretty quickly after Slim Jim 
RuPaul's promotional activities. Once that money starts getting messed with, that's when people want to start making decisions. And that's kind of what I'm getting at in terms of the Saudi stuff, because it did bring a lot of money in, but there's a lot that comes with that. Uh, and the, the Slim Jim deal being taken away, and then they were like, we are beacons of integrity, and everyone was like, <laughs> but also, yeah, the good good on you. And then they snapped back into their role after Vince McMahon decided that he, uh, the, the TKO decided that Vince McMahon was going to resign. And then they, they got right back into it, and they were back in the, uh, in the, in the promotional fold. I don't know where this goes next nobody does some people have asked uh, glassdoor gamer asked the more i read the article uh, and everything that has come to surface since the lawsuit came out i'm convinced that wwe needs to clean house the article being he he had said the wall street journal article and then the lawsuit itself uh and that's something that pw insider has mentioned is the idea that ari Emanuel might be more willing to do so to basically clean that house anyone officially or anyone who was uh part of the vince mcmahon camp being taken out and we don't know if that's the case but i guess we're going to find out soon enough i mean that could be triple h he's part of the vince mcmahon camp someone asking does triple h eventually inevitably get featured i don't think it's inevitable but if he's found to be in a court you know trial to be the person implicated as one of the executives then it's entirely possible this isn't something that we want to happen to anybody nobody should lose their jobs unless they are implicated or unless they're proven guilty in a situation like this um but yeah that, it is a reality that we face yeah um i don't know who gets fired off of this i want people to lose their jobs if they were a part of this lawsuit i don't i have no problem right. saying that if they yes. had anything to do with this and these allegations yeah i want them to lose their job because Yep. they they don't deserve to continue to to work really anywhere for treating people like this so some people are saying it's not going to go to trial listen they've asked for a jury trial we don't know for sure what'll happen but uh it's out there for sure uh bell Renette sent us a super chat saying do you guys think brian danielson will be asked about this with johnny as being a stepfather-in-law i wouldn't be it, I not only that he should be and not only that brian has been on the record time and again saying that he's considered Vince to be like a father figure. He said very positive things about Vince McMahon. So I also, again, remind people that people have different experiences and their opinions can change, but also their experiences will shape how they feel about certain people, individuals, and situations. I, I think he should because the two points that were just made, he is a stepfather mall, Johnny Ace, and he has said kind things about Vince in the past. He's always said he's had good experiences with Vince and maybe that still holds true, but I would, I would hope that uh, again, stuff like this would be condemned by people who have a voice in wrestling. Cause right now people are just no commenting, moving on type of thing. And I think you gotta, it's allegations, but I think you you have to also take a stand at some point, like when it comes to this stuff. Instead of just like, I had a great relationship with Vince. Vince was always kind to me. Like I, okay, cool. That doesn't mean you can't say these allegations are horrific. Even TKO, a spokesperson through TKO, could say that much. You you can say that 
wrestler number one. Yeah, I, I, I just I don't have anything to add because at this point we've we we've spent almost two hours on it, and I hope that more information comes out. I hope that we discover a lot more, and I hope that we. I hope that Triple H goes back on record and says something much, much different, much better than what he said on uh, on Saturday. Because that that was a that was a fumble. That was not good. I, I was about to make a joke, but I'm not going to. It wasn't good, and he should be taken to task. I hope internally and externally as well. Someone, I'm hoping he sits down with somebody and they have a proper conversation. And this ha- this this is talked about. I don't know if it will. I doubt that it will. But I hope that there is that opportunity given to somebody to ask those questions, and then for Triple H to give those answers that aren't just "we had a great week." Triple H doesn't do a lot of media anyway. Um, I don't know. And send Again, Nick Khan. I don't give a shit. Nick Khan doesn't do unless there's a big deal to announce. He doesn't do a ton of media. I mean, John Cena was doing media for Argyle and he got asked WWE stuff. Everybody wants to know when he retires, but the media tour was kind of over by Thursday, Friday. He went on the Today Show, I think, and nobody asked him there. You know, I don't know how often these people are going to do media. The Rock, how much is he going to do media? Don't know. know, we'll, We'll see, but I do think that if, you know, AW people who have worked with Vince, they can be asked if, if they're doing media. I don't think that's an unfair question to them. Again, assuming they had, we talked about Danielson, Jericho is obviously somebody you can ask. Like the people who have worked with Vince, who have even spoken highly of Vince in the past, I think it's a very fair question to them. I think it's a very fair question uh, to talent as well who have, worked with Vince and and spoken highly of Vince talking WWE talent. I think it's all, I don't think any of this stuff is really off limits. I think it can be off limits. If you press an uncomfortableness that clearly shouldn't exist. And and I hope people understand what it would mean by that. If someone gives a no comment, not going to talk about it. And it's uh, Maxine Dupree who probably didn't have a long-standing relationship with Vince. There's no reason to press her upon this kind of stuff to the point that it becomes an uncomfortable thing. That's a different story. But I don't think it's unfair to ask anybody the the question of something as simple as thoughts. Just thoughts. And if they give a no comment, they give a no comment. That's still a story. We'll obviously continue talking about it through the weeks and months. And as new information comes out, it will be part of our conversation as it was today, Monday Night Raw is tonight. They've got a bare, almost sold out Emily Center in Tampa. They're still there. They basically live there. So uh, they did at one point. Anyway, we, we'll watch the show. We'll talk about it on Wednesday. And I'm sure oh, anything else that comes out between maybe. now and then. Maybe. We'll talk about Cody finishing the story for two hours. How are we going to do a show without this, this over our head? Hopefully, we'll actually be able to joke and enjoy the time. I think we will. I think we will. You know, we, uh, we talked about today. It's what? Well, we got it. We got we got a contest that we ran. Yeah, I know. I was getting to that. We're gonna do today. Okay. To I wasn't yeah, sure if was we were going to do today or not. Okay. No, no. Yeah, we're doing it today. Um, okay. I was just saying, like, I we will be able to talk about everything else going on in the world of wrestling 
on television stuff that happens, reports, anything, interviews, whatever it might be. We will can we will continue to do our show. We are not going to ignore it as long as new information comes out and there are new comments to talk about it. There was obviously a lot because we haven't done a show since Friday. And since Friday, Vince resigned. He resigned after our show was off air on Friday. We had Triple H's comments. We had the whole press conference. We've had a little bit of fallout from all that. So obviously there was a lot to talk about today. It's don't, I hope, I hope everyone remembers this. The story is not going away. It's not going to go away just because we focus on something else for a different show or you focus on something else for a different period of time. Or you see people focusing on different things and talking about different things. It does not mean we are ignoring this story. All right. Just because people want to tweet about different things, talk about different things, that isn't this doesn't mean this is not a thing. How people act publicly on their own Twitter or their own social media or their own shows, whatever, does not reflect how they are feeling privately or who they are speaking to and what they're talking about in conversations outside of that. Please, this goes beyond this story, but please remember it for this story. If you see someone praising Raw, be like, Cody, yeah, this is great. Don't be like, what about Vince? Why aren't you talking about Vince? Understand that it, it is a very cliche thing that Natalia said of like, we move on. But it is, you got to move on and focus on other stuff going on. We've had an incredible week here at In the Weeds. <laughs> Listen, in some ways we really did. I hate that it came from, uh, you know what? I said that I hated that it came from this, this topic, but I think that this also means that a lot of you trusted us and appreciated the way that we discussed it. And we will continue to discuss it and we will continue to have these conversations because these are important ones to have. So thank you for getting us over 15,000 on the channel. Thank you for sharing our content and for involving yourselves in these conversations. And we'll continue to do that because that's what we do on In the Weeds and we're going to be better than Busted Open. <laughs> Eventually, this is going to get us in so much trouble. <laughs> someone's going to tell Denise and she'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's nice. But then someone's going to tell Dave LaGreca and he's going to he's gonna come after me. I'm, we can gonna... work an angle with Dave. Dave, we can work an angle with him. I know. I've seen him work an angle in TNA. Yeah, Dave, Dave has no problem doing this kind of stuff. Uh would they punch down? They're punching. They're punching down big time, though, by doing anything with us. They're punching down big time. Good for them. They should punch down more often than <laughs> when it's Sasha Banks going to be right now. She's going to be on this she's show. Number thirty-one. They ran out of time, man. They did. Apologies yeah. to Sasha Banks. We ran out of time. That's right, Jimmy Kimmel over here. We do have a contest. We had our Royal Rumble pool. We drew numbers, uh, or a randomizer drew numbers. Um, and we had two winners. Bailey won at number three. And with Bailey's victory, Jack Zero, you have won coming in at number three with Bailey. So Jack Zero, if you are, are listening, um, please send me a DM. My DMs are open. Send me a DM on Twitter. We'll get stuff uh, situated there. I'll get you whatever, you know, kind of apparel that, that you, you would like. Uh, if it's a, a shirt or a... Uh, a um coffee mug whatever. Okay. as long as it's in the the range of like 20 to 30 dollars then then we're we're good 
there. If it's less, that's also good. But uh, yeah, as long as it's in, in that range, then, you know, get you get choked up there. So Jack Zero, Kim, please send me a message on, on Twitter. And I'll, I'll repeat this through through the week in case Jack doesn't listen today or hopefully he knows that he won and is listening. Um, and Darren Walls, who was in the chat earlier, uh, he got number 15 and Cody Rhodes won. There you go. Dar- Darren Walls. Uh, he got number 15. Cody came in at number 15. So shoot me a message on Twitter and get you hooked up with, uh, you know, whatever you would you would like from WWE shop, AW shop. If you want to support an independent wrestler, however we can, we can figure it out and make it good. We will, we will do that. So I uh, appreciate everybody who participated in, in the rumble pool. Uh, appreciate Hopefully it made the rumble a little bit more fun for, for everyone when, when people came out and, and things like that. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for just supporting the show in general. You guys sent a, a lot of super chats and stuff today um we appreciate all that support uh i know it was a kind of a not the best convert it was a good conversation not the best topic to talk about but we uh, hopefully people know this of us we're not going to shy away from this kind of stuff we're going to talk about it and we're gonna you know let our feelings be known on things and we're going to cover it the way that we cover it (sighs) Sometimes we're going to be light about it, and sometimes we're going to, you know, talk about it in in different ways. But uh, listen, we're good at this, Jeremy Lambert. We are good at this. When we want to be, we're good at this. No one's taking our credentials away. And we're not having credentials. They don't let any. They don't. They don't like you. Yeah, that's true. I haven't done a a press conference. Uh, You know, we don't have talent on this show. Sadly, we would like to. We'd like to have talent on this show you know that's uh that's one thing we'll hopefully we'll hopefully have in 2024 we'll have some uh some aw and some WWE talent more often on yeah. this show hey collision was great i do want to point that out uh yeah. real quickly like that that elimination cage match was fantastic um i love what they're doing with daniel garcia and his story um yeah i love what they're doing there coming off the, the Continental Classic. They're they're really building him and they should because he's he's fantastic. Um so I love I love what they're doing with him. Danielson Nagata what was fun. Um at Kingston Willie Mack was fun. It was a it was a good show. It was a really good show. And if you haven't watched the cage match, I think that was the best best match. I mean Rumble certainly didn't have anything that, that no. came close to and, and this, I think those the best is- matches this weekend. And this is the thing. We're going to get back into talking about different companies again, right? We do have a guest scheduled for Wednesday on, on In the Weeds. And so we are not. You don't we know do, about the other one. Two? Oh, yeah. dear. That's a big. Okay, I should do my research. Uh, we, we will get back to talking about wrestling. I think the last two shows have just been very heavy with a national story, an international story that we've been covering and talking about and that you guys have been wanting to talk about. But we do want to get back to talking about wrestling. This is also WrestleMania time, the road, whatever they call it. So we are, I'm going to, I'm, I'm trying my best to make sure that we have a balanced show as we typically try to do, but uh, you know, it, as long as AEW continues giving us good matches and good stories, we'll continue talking about them. Uh, and when they're not, we'll probably still talk about it, but it's still, we got to remember it's still WrestleMania week. I'm going to WrestleMania time. So I'm going to try and balance everything out as best as I can. Uh, that's where we're at. Okay. 
Okay. Are we done? Just put put Mercedes in the thumbnail for the for moving forward. Honestly, at this point, I, if things had been different, the thumbnail for the show would have been something like Mercedes and the background of the Rumble logo, and okay, like sure. where's Mercedes? <laughs> no, it would have been Cody focused. It would have been on the story and Cody. No, I promise Maggie, you, Bob and Maggie did that yesterday on their show. Go watch that. I would have done this. Fair. I promise you, Jensen and I will talk plenty of Cody yes. on Thursday. I promise. And that's the other thing, too, is that those two will, will do that. We talk about a lot of different stuff. We're a morning show. That's what we do. Jordan Grace. Someone in the chat was like, why doesn't Joel do a two-hour show about how Jordan Grace was in the Rumble? And you know what? I would if I could, but I can't, so I won't. Uh, we're going to be back Wednesday. Do you want to tell them who the guests are or just one of them or both of them? What do you want to do? Um, We are sure i'll i'll promote i'll try to schedule um uh scheduled to be joined by davy boy smith jr of mlw and scheduled joel this is the one you don't know about uh scheduled to be joined by aew spanish announcer alvaro rios so those are the two two guests we have yes that was really out of left field wasn't it joel that that is very much out of left field yeah into that one (laughs) What do no, I? How do I prepare for this? Did they give you a sheet? We'll we'll, we'll talk. We we I'm he's sure promoting. Um, he's promoting. Yeah, what have Thunder Rosa? Um, I thought you were gonna say Serpentico. Serpentico would be good. Um, no, nah, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yes, he's he's pro- he's promoting um an independent event. Okay. gotcha. Uh, as well, so there'll be some stuff to talk about. Um, that'd be good. And then yeah, uh, Dave, David Boy Smith Jr. as well from from mlw scheduled to join us those are our two guests for wednesday there you go we're back baby wednesday 10 a.m eastern Schedule. hopefully Schedules. yeah hopefully fingers crossed we, we, listen we've had a pretty good track record the only person who's really uh done us wrong was was joey janela and then bruce hart came out in his bruce favor hart, the next yeah. show so we're good uh other than that we, we've been fine Top and then, uh, the coward doll is still ignoring us we had snitsky after a whole kerfuffle and court bauer made it right by showing up on our show instead like Sure. We've had we've had a we've had a great run of shows, Jeremy Lambert. It's been High an incredible the- run of shows. We want to focus on the positives. Yes, uh, the positives here are to leave a thumbs up on the video, and of course to subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. Tell your friends about us. If you're a busted open fan, welcome. You're always welcome here. But you also should tell all your busted open friends to come here as well. Uh, Macklin's another guy that can be on our show anytime. He's always welcome. Uh, and uh, that's me. We drop content every day on this channel, and I am Natural Pearl J W L P E A R L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. Jeremy, anything else to add? fightful awards are on wednesday i'm supposed to promote that so that's my promotion there you go fightful awards are this wednesday before dynamite so you have no excuse you have to watch i will be there as will jeremy are you i'm not gonna be there i didn't say on screen i'll I'll just be you know i'll be i'll be watching i already know who won i don't have to watch i've already seen the I know who won. I've seen the submission videos. I've, I know. I, I will tell you, it'll, it'll be a very fun show if you do watch. There uh, you go. Jeremy's already pre-wrote the story, so we're good. Nah, that's below my pay grade. I need somebody oh, okay. else to do that oh, stuff. Okay. Are you writing the stories on mine? Anyway, not important. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends, be on the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.